We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. All right, here we go, here we go. Monday Night Knicks. CP from Knicks Fan TV here with a quick live stream. This is the number one show for the fans by the fans. If you're a diehard Knicks fan who loves to talk about Knicks news, Knicks rumors, and post-game live analysis featuring live callers, smash that subscribe button below and the notification bell so you don't miss anything. This is the second edition of the weekly wrap-up where I go through the good, the bad, and the ugly that was the New York Knicks for the previous week of games that they played. And with this Knicks team right now, it's hard to find any good, any bright spots, any silver linings. I mean, the Knicks are 1-6 right now through seven games. It's as ugly as it can get right now. You know, they're certainly searching for answers. But, you know, obviously last week there there was some good. There were some decent things that happened last week with the Knicks. I mean, the first thing we could point to was they actually got their first win last week against the Chicago Bulls. And that was based on the heroics of one Bobby Portis, who uh, against his former team dropped 28 points, 11 boards. We knew he was going to be geared up for this game. And uh, Bobby showed out, man. Bobby definitely showed out. And the Knicks got their first win over the Bulls on the back of young Bobby Portis. So that was good. 105-98. The, the, the Bobby Portis game, as they call it. So that, that was one thing that was good. The Knicks got off the snide and, and they got their first win. Another thing that I like is um, Kevin Knox. I think, don't count yesterday's game, because it definitely wasn't yesterday's game, but I think Kev has been a a bright spot in in this early stretch thus far. He's been a lot more aggressive, he's been a lot more efficient, and he's been a lot more accurate with a shot. Those were two things that he was dreadful at in his rookie campaign, and this year he's come in off the bench 
Uh, he's saying all the right things. He wants to earn his place in the lineup. And I think he's been um, more often than not, he's been he's been highly productive in that role and, and really giving us a spark. You know, catch and shoot threes. He's shooting a lot more threes this year. Limiting the long twos that he shot last year. And again, accuracy and efficiency. Those are the two areas that Kevin Knox has really been um, impressive in. His catch and shoot ability. His uh, his aggressiveness on the drives. Finishing a lot better. So I think Kevin Knox has definitely been been uh, one of the few bright spots this early Shooting 41% from three. You know, Kev has been looking pretty good. He's averaging about 23 minutes per game right now off the bench. So, let's see if he can sustain it. And and let's see what what his role uh, will be in the future. Will he be uh, the next man up in, in Fizdale's rotation carousel or or do they just keep him off the bench right now I like what he's giving us off the bench they're bringing him in in crunch time still to give us a spark in in certain spots you saw that in the Orlando game you saw that in the Celtics game as well like I said yesterday's game I I would throw that one in the garbage because the Knicks were indeed garbage yesterday's game but like I said Kev Kev has been solid Kev has definitely been solid so I think those those were some of the few bright spots this week. Uh, it was Bobby Portis's game, which you you weren't surprised that he had. You know, Portis is is such a he's such a Jekyll and Hyde type of player. That that's the player that the Knicks got, and and the typical Knicks player. You know, he he shows some potential, shows promise, drops twenty eight and eleven this game, and then the next rest of the week you, you don't really hear too much from him. You know, Celtics game, he, he wasn't that effective. Neither the Magic game and, and last night certainly didn't didn't have much going when they inserted him into the lineup. Still got us our first W. And then, like I said, Kevin Knox. Uh, it, it's the efficiency and the accuracy that I like about Knox thus far uh, in, in the early campaign. I like to see him and RJ be out there a bit more together. Him, RJ, Mitch, our young guys, our young core. But I, I like what I'm seeing from, from Kev so far. So before we get to the bad ones, real quick, salute to everybody in the chat on this Monday night. Once again, just a quick live. Just wanted to uh, come on here and give my weekly roundup. Salute to everybody in the chat once again. If you're new in the chat, leave me a hashtag new so I can shout you guys out. Salute to you guys for tuning in, man. Yesterday was uh, absolutely uh, just just humiliating. Embarrassing. What what more can you say about yesterday's loss? It was, you know, the the Knicks have played, and as we segue into the bad, the Knicks have played in these seven games. I would say five of the seven have been fairly competitive. You know, five of the seven have been fairly competitive, and and then you've had a this one last night was was a complete dud. Last night was a complete dud. So. If you want to take that as a good, I don't know, because uh, you heard the fire Fisdale chance going on, which I don't really like. But, you know, none, nonetheless, it, it's there. And, and so this team is just searching for answers. Um, one of the bads that I got to point to is the free throw shooting. The Knicks right now are 
ninth in free throw attempts and just and they're dead last in free throw percentage ninth in attempts and dead last in percentage and for a team that struggles to get good offense going or, or or consistent offense going for a team that struggles to get it together obviously you like that their attempts are up there it's showing how aggressive they're being it's showing that you know they they're getting into the hole that's led by RJ and Julius and and Morris uh Kev is certainly adding to it but to be dead last in percentage you know those are freebies man those are freebies. You have to make your free throws. And, again, we knew some of the pain points with some of these guys that we that we got. RJ obviously didn't come into this game, as into, into this team, as a good free throw shooter. Julius has was, been okay. Obviously, DSJ is not a good free throw shooter. All, you know, team-wise, we're really not a solid free throw shooting team, but we, we got to improve. We got to improve because, like I said, um, th- those are freebies, and we and we got to get those. We we have to knock those down. You know, to be dead last in the league in free throw percentage, that's not good. So we so we look for that to improve. So to everybody in the chat, Joe Curry, what's going on? CP the artist, I see what's going on. White Falcon, how's it going? Um, salute to everybody. Team hashtag new. Doc Holiday 199 says hashtag new salute Doc Holiday. What's going on? Um, Joel John says, what do I think of RJ's minutes? So that's been a, the, the point of contention. That's certainly been a hot topic after last night's loss. You know, the thing about last night's loss is that when, when, when we're losing all these games and losing so many games, you start to find anything as the source of the frustration and the source. You, should, you look for the scapegoats. And so RJ's minutes uh, was a source of contention. I thought, you know, I said on the show last night, I said, I can't tell you whether or not it's a good thing or a bad thing that he's leading the league in minutes and that he's logging so many minutes. I just say from a standpoint of, you know, the, the Knicks have had so much going against them for so long. I just... I, I just believe in, in, in the bad karma, and I just want to keep things steady. So in a, in a game where we're getting blown out by 20 points, 30 points, the game is out of reach by the first few possessions of the third quarter, I would have given RJ a rest. You know, that's just me. I would have given him a rest. Um, Dotson could have used those minutes. Dotson only got four minutes last night. Iggy could have used those minutes. He only got four minutes last night. So I, I wouldn't have given RJ 40 minutes in a game that, that we really had no chance of, of being in. You know, but I'm, I'm not an expert. But I feel like, you know, there was real heated debates on both sides of the argument as if to say anybody really know. You don't know. You have, you have no idea. You know, dude, dudes can, can get injured uh, at practice. They could get injured at home. They could get injured just tripping down the street. You just don't know. You know what I mean? You, you just don't know. You, you have more fragile guys like KP. You have more fragile guys like KP out there who's on a load management thing. You have some of the more the, the more veteran players who are on load management restrictions, minutes restrictions. 
And then you had players coming out on the side of RJ. You had Damon Stoudemire come out on Twitter and say, you know, uh, it's no big deal. I was 19. When I was a rookie in the league, I was running X amount of minutes. And people want to point to LeBron. The bottom line is everybody's built differently. Everybody's physical makeup is different. Just because uh, one player played 48 minutes a game for his whole season doesn't mean the next one can handle it. You just don't know. You just don't know. All I know is he's a very important piece for this franchise going forward. And I just want to make sure that, you know, we're putting the best foot forward in terms of um, making sure that he's good. So we'll see. Fizzhead was tight about it last night. And, and I'm sure it was the the frustrations of losing. I'm sure he heard the five Fizzdale chants going on that, you know, as a human being, you can't feel good about it. So when he was asked about it, he was very short and, and to the point. Matter of fact, let me find that that uh, let me find that 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 quote for you. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for your boy. No calls tonight. I just want to come on real quick and um, recap the week. So no phone calls. Uh, we will be back up. Myself, JLs from the Nick of Time Show. We will be back for the Knicks Pistons game this Wednesday. And back taking your calls. We we had CK2K on last night, and um, I thought we had a great. Great call with CK last night. So salute to CK for coming on. And let me pull up this uh, this Fizdale um, <clears throat> question and answer from last night on the load management. Forty-one minutes total. You guys were losing by twenty at that point. He's already put on a lot. Do you worry about the stress? He's got the day off tomorrow. We gotta get off of this this load management crap. That's Latrell Sprewell averaged 42 minutes for a season. Like, this kid's 19 years old. Like, drop it already. I guess the lineup change didn't quite work with Bobby. <laughs> yeah, thank <laughs> No, but, I mean, what do you want? What's the future like? We'll see. I'll watch the film and figure it out. Yeah, Fizz wasn't too happy about it, man. He said, you got to get off it. You got to get off it, so. Like I said, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not an expert on it. You have scientific evidence that says, uh, it's, you know, the, most of the guys that break down, uh, it's because of the load and all that. But listen, man. Like I said, bottom line is everybody's built differently. Everybody's built differently. So, Green Lantern says Fizz looks stressed. Fizz looks stressed, man. He's stressed. He's stressed because as we segue to the ugly. There's a lot. I mean, where, where can we point to for the ugly, man? It, there's a lot. There are a lot of places that we could point to where the Knicks are just flat out terrible. Um, we will be here all night. But, I mean, the, the elephant in the room tonight from an ugly standpoint has just been the play of Julius Randle. The, the play of Julius Randle. I mean, he's been our free agent uh, uh, number one target. For, for better or for worse, you know, you want to call it a backup plan, whatever it is. It, it just hasn't been working. Um, Julius is lost out there, man. Julius is lost. Um, you know, they, they're saying that he's got to get used to the double teams. He's getting double and triple teamed out there. He hasn't been able to find his teammates. He, he He's... he's Power dribbling into through two or three guys, losing the ball, turning the ball over left and right. 
And he's not shooting well. He's he's one for 18 from three. That's putrid. 5% from three. I mean, you you shouldn't even calculate the percentage because it's just dreadful. You know, right now he's he's averaging 13-10, four dimes, four turnovers. Went four for 13 last night. They, They adjusted the lineup for him to put Bobby Portis in, give him more spacing. And even, you know, spacing aside, I mean, even even three feet from the basket, he couldn't buy a basket. So Julius is pressing. He's under a lot of pressure. He, he's he's certainly pressing. He's thinking out there. Even wide open jumpers, he's not hitting. He looks terrible. He doesn't look good. And Julius does not look good, man. And so we've got to figure out how to get him going. We got to figure out how to get him going. And the thing with, you know, you throw Portis in there. I See, see, see now the thing is, is that the whole situation with Julius Randle is now having cascading impacts on other players because now you're taking Mitch out the lineup. So now who's protecting the rim? Portis ain't protecting the rim. Who's guarding on the perimeter when you, when you, when you're switching? When you have Randall, Morris, and Portis out there, you have four power forwards out there trying to guard the, the guard the, the the perimeter. So it puts us at a disadvantage on, on defense as well. So it's just, I you know, I don't know. I mean, is it is it the production? Is it how he's being used? It, it's a little bit of everything, I think. It's definitely a little bit of everything, but no doubt about it, he's certainly struggling. But I also feel like... A lot of that is due to the fact that we just don't have a competent point guard right now. We just do not have a competent point guard right now to uh, to facilitate this offense on a consistent basis. And, and that is a problem. With 26th in pace, that was one of the goals that Fisdale had uh, was, to, was to keep up with the league average or do better in pace. With 26th in pace... So you have a lot of isolation, you have a lot of post-ups, a, a lot of over-dribbling, and, and so we're, we're, just not, we're just not executing offensively right now, and that's part of the problem. Part of the problem is, is that, you know, we just don't have our point guards. And funnily enough, in this short, uh, in this short, you know, amount of games, this short sample size... Our best unit has been with Alfred at the point guard and with Bobby as the four or the five, whatever you want to call it. That's been our best five in terms of net rating. Right now, we're third worst in the league in terms of net rating. So, again, uh, take it for what you will, but we're, we're in trouble, man. We're in trouble. You have Alfred out with the hamstring injury. You have DSJ who we don't know where you, you we don't know when he's going to come back or how he's going to look. But I think another part of the problem is we're just not getting enough dribble penetration to make a difference. We're not getting enough dribble penetration, man, and 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 we're just dancing around the perimeter. You know, before the Sacramento game, the previous three games we had led the league in passing, and that's all well and good. But if if we're not if we're not executing on those passes, if we're not generating assists, if we're not generating field goals, 
then it, I mean, it's a good sign. But I mean, at the end of the day, it means nothing because we can't score. We can't score. And all these things are, are even more evident when you're going up against some of the best point guards in, in the world, man. You have the Iron Fox who's just shredding us on the, on the pick and roll. Shredding us. Shredding us on, on the dribble penetration. And we're just not getting that. We're just not getting that uh, uh, consistently. You know, you're asking for too much for, to have R.J. Barrett do that uh, for 40 minutes a night. I don't want him doing that, and I don't think we should be doing that. Let him master his own position first before we try to, you know, put the whole team on his back and say, hey, you need to be the playmaker for us, the only playmaker. Right? So it's uh, there's a lot of problems, man. Frank, you know, the problem with Frank is just that he's just, whether you want to say it's, it's you know, some people hit me up today and said, oh, CP, you know, Fizdale's not using him right. He's not unleashing him. Frank, Frank's Frank's got to take it too, man. Frank has to take his opportunities and not be gun shy and be aggressive. Because if if Frank is, is just out there, you know, and, and as soon as he crosses the half court, he's, he's giving the ball up. I mean, yeah, it's fine. He's he's moving it, okay, but it, it's 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 got to be with a purpose. So I don't know. It's either we have to run more plays for him, call his number, maybe in the pick and roll, or or he, but he's also has to has to grab the bull by the horns too. Because, like I said, the point guard play overall has just not been there. It just hasn't been there, and. He has this opportunity now. There's no Peyton. There's no. There's no DSJ. This is his opportunity to show and prove if if he can be the guy. But but he he's just offensively he's just not bringing it to the level that we need. He's bringing it as a backup. He's bringing it as a backup. So when you combine all that, you get a one in sixteen. When you combine all that, you get a 1-16. We have no point guard play, no solid point guard play. We have very limited shooting. You know, Ellington's our best shooter, and he's, he's in a terrible slump right now. We have no shooting. Marcus Mars is doing his thing. Give him credit. He, he's, he's been our, our, one of our few shining lights. I guess I could put that in the good column as well. Marcus Mars has looked look very good. But but ask yourself this question: If Marcus Morris is your best player right now, how good of a team are you really? And that's why you wanted six. So you can't make your free throws. You have no good shooting. Defense can be suspect at times. The defense has been improved, but it hasn't been great. And so when you add all that up. It makes for a bad team. It makes for a bad team. So, though that that's pretty much it, man. The good, the bad, and the ugly, man. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. Uh, let me salute to some people real quick. First off, uh, salute to all the Super Chats that came in. Shane Mack from, from New Jersey um, says, shout out to CP. Shout out to everybody in the chat. Salute to Shane. Um, who else do I want to shout out? Michael Parker. Appreciate it. Michael Parker sends us a uh, $10 super chat. He says, uh, Fizz has until next month to show some signs of life. Yeah, I, I hear you, man. 
I, it's it's getting ugly for Fizz. I mean, I'm not here to call for his job. I know a lot of people are. A lot of people sour on him. But I also feel like he's in a tough spot, man. Fizz is in a tough spot, man. The, the roster is just not. You have a lot of guys doing the, the, in the same position. The point guard position has not been solved. And, like, I don't. How can you how can you really go when you don't have a floor general? Floor general is what makes the whole thing go, man. Look around the league. Starts with the floor general. Starts with the point guard. Um, Michael Aaron. Salute to Michael Aaron. This is a $20 super chat, man. Thanks a lot, bro. He says, um, he was asking Memphis fans on Reddit about Fizz and their complaints were exactly same as ours. Can't call timeout plays, sidelines out of bound plays, no offensive system, bad rotations. Still too early to fire him, but what can we hope? What can we hope changes? It's a good question, man. That that's a good question. Fizz has uh, he's got his job cut out for him, man. You know he's got a job cut over. I w- I would like to see them run more pick and rolls. And, and obviously, the, the, one of the big issues is that the bigs aren't setting the screens well enough. So. That's something that they got to work on in practice. Work on that with Mitch and Portis and Randall. Set better screens so we can free these guys up. You know, set better screens so we can free these guys up. Uh, uh, so let's run some more. Let's run some more with Frank. You know, Fizz said, oh, he, he's got the France playbook to, to get Frank activated. But we haven't seen it. Run some more pick and roll with Frank. And Randall, you know, don't 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 let Julius be the point forward. That that's a bad idea. I don't I don't need Randall bringing the ball up every time or trying to generate offense. So let let's see some more pick and roll, and let's see them execute it a bit better. We are. Let me pull up this this pick and roll stat from Spencer. Um, shout out my guy Spencer Perlman real quick. Salute to everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for your boy. Not gonna be on here too much longer. No phone calls. Just a, just again, just a weekly wrap up. The pick and roll. I believe we were twenty seventh. Okay, here it is right here. Here it is from my guy Spencer. 22nd in pick and roll ball handler finishing frequency and 27th in roll finishing. 22nd ball handler ball handler finishing, 27th in in roll in in roll finishing. Bottom third again. Bottom third again. So you know, like I said, man, we, we got a lot to work on. Let me let me go through some comments in the chat. Salute to everybody in the chat, first and foremost. Appreciate everybody's support. Um, look, Karen Hunter says he makes good relations coach, but runs and leads a team. He's not good at running and leading a team. Karen Hunt, Karen Howard says that about Fizdale. Sean Brown says Fizz needs to go. How you bench Mitch Randall is overrated. But in his defense, he's not a point forward. Yeah, I think that I think they're asking Julius to do too much. I think they're asking Julius to do too much. And and like I said, with the without the point guard, we're getting exposed. And you're exposing Julius because now he's got to put the team on his back. And, and he's just not built for it. So 
until until we get that straightened out, I, I think it's going to be more problems. But but he, again, he he also has to get used to being the the primary option on a team and and commanding double and triple teams and and being patient enough to uh, let the plays unfold. You know, he showed that in the Chicago game. He won that Chicago game for us. You know, Bobby did his thing, but it was Julius setting him up for those two plays, those two corner threes that that won the game for us. It was Julius' patience that that got it for us. You know, making the right pass. He's making the right pass to Frank. Frank bricked it out to Kev for three, and he splashed it. And, and, you know, later on, Julius, again, Julius found Portis for those corner threes because he wasn't forcing the issue. So uh, let's see. Let's see what happens Wednesday night against Detroit. You got Derrick Rose rejuvenated. Derrick Rose is back. Who's going to contain him? Is this going to be Frank? I don't know. Uh, Rod Garay says, Mark Jackson, can Mark Jackson improve this team? I'm over Mark Jackson, man. I don't know. The Mark Jackson hive is, is hot and heavy, man. You guys love him. I just say he's been out of the league for so long. I I don't want to go that direction. I definitely don't want to go that direction. Not the Mark Jackson route. So I'm good on that. Uh, salute to Moises Perez Batista. Sean Brown says, Rose might cook Frank. <laughs> I hope not, man. I definitely hope not. So, yeah, I, I'm not uh, I'm not on the Mark Jackson hive, man. Sorry, man. Some of you guys still have hope for him. I have no hope for him making his return to the NBA. I think he's done. I think he's blackballed for whatever reason. You want to call it politics. You want to call it whatever you want to call it. I don't. I think Mark Jackson is done, man, so... It is what it is what it is. Bottom line, I'd like to see more minutes um, from Kev. I'd like to see ISO get some more minutes. And we got to figure out Mitch. You know, Mitch is only averaging 19 minutes a game. Mitch is only averaging 19 minutes a game. Uh, we we got to figure out how to get, get more impact from Mitch and, and get him back in. And again, I think the point guard situation will certainly solve that because he's a finisher. He's not going to knock down your corner threes. He's not going to give you the spacing. So the point guard situation, uh, uh, again, has to has to be solved before a lot of these problems get solved. And that's Randall. That's the pace. That's uh, uh, driving kicks. That's pick and rolls. That that's Mitch. A lot of that is on the point guard situation. So we'll see. Well, we'll see, man. Joe Curry in the chat says, "I'm I'm dead wrong about Mark Jackson." Well. If I'm wrong, then the whole league's wrong because he hasn't had an interview since he left Golden State. He interviewed with the Knicks, and I guarantee you that was more a PR move to satisfy his fan base than anything else. I don't think they were really serious about uh, Mark Jackson. And the rest of the league is not serious about Mark Jackson. So if I'm wrong, the rest of the league is wrong. But Mark Jackson is never going to coach again in the NBA, and that's just pretty much facts. I don't see how you could see it otherwise. John Talento says, Jason Kidd, eh, I don't know. The way he left Milwaukee and left the Nets, I don't trust Jay Kidd. I love him as a player, but I don't see it. I don't see it. Yeah. Yeah, I, hey, I don't know. You guys disagree with the Mark Jackson thing. How long has it been since he coached? 
He did all that great stuff for Golden State. He hasn't had a job since. So I'll be, I'll be wrong on that. I'll be wrong on that. You know. But anyway, that's all I want to say for tonight. Salute to everybody for watching. Once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Just a quick recap of the week. Better days ahead, man. Better days ahead, Knicks fans. It's uh, This is what the rebuild looks like. And, uh, you know, hopefully it gets better before it gets worse. So, Wednesday night, Knicks in Detroit against the Pistons. Let's see if we can get a W, man. One and six on the campaign. Remember, these shows are available in audio podcast format. Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, Amazon Alexa, all on the Knicks Fan TV. Hit those links below to find your podcast platform of choice. And remember, share these videos on social media. Share for your fellow Knicks fan, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you guys are watching from. Please make sure to subscribe to the channel. Please make sure to donate to the channel. Like I said, this is a grassroots effort that we are building. We're not looking to go anywhere else. This is where it is. This is the home of the diehard Knicks fan. And we're trying to build this thing from the ground up and and make it better than anything that's out there. And I feel like so far we're on the right track. But with your support... It can be even better. So, uh, salute to everybody that sent us the Super Chats. If you guys want to send uh, donations through PayPal or Cash App, the links are also below. And like I said, everything comes back in to making this show uh, the number one show for the fans by the fans, man. So, we'll see you guys Wednesday night. We're going to take the day off tomorrow to, to regroup. And Wednesday night, post-game live, CPJ Ellis, Knicks versus Pistons. We'll see you guys there, man. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.